something completely different. This is Shug Jordan, coach of the Auburn Tigers. Say what? No, 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 no. It's pronounced Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. This is Shug Jaden, football coach of the Auburn Tigers. Oh, man, it just That's, warms my heart. Snow just melted. It did. Right out there. It's pronounced Jordan. Welcome into the show. My name is Rich Perkins. My name is Jeremy Henderson. Jeremy is uh, the owner of theworrygoreader.com. I have a blog entitled arideinajeep.com. Together, we host Rich and Jeremy in the morning on Wings 94.3 and on WingsFM.com weekdays from 6 to 9 Central Time. That's where you can hear us if you would like to hear more of what you're about to hear. But this is It's Pronounced Jordan, the impetus of the aforementioned Rich and Jeremy in the morning. And we like to just kind of sit around and talk about Auburn. So, Jer Bear, what do we got on the docket today, my friend? Rich, I'm discovering things like in the moment right now, real time. Really? Like I, I mean, I, so have, we, I have the topic, but I just learned an even crazier thing about this. So this, this blows my mind. This actually makes it infinitely better. Folks, get ready. You're about to have a picture, a look inside, a window into the brain of Jeremy Henderson. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. No, it's sick. I've seen it. It it's, is. It's kind of it gross. Yeah, it is but straight it's, up sick. But it's fascinating in its own way. All right. So what's our what's our topic today? All right, Rich. Our topic today: lost football games. Lost football games, like gotten. Oh, like I was a lost say, city of gold. Oh, Atlantis. No, not even Atlantis. I not even you, that. I thought you meant like games that Auburn lost. My bad. Well, sadly. Well, no. No, once again, we're robbed. Even, even maybe that's why we forgot. Uh, listen to me, Rich. Okay, this is something that happens. All right, uh, okay. games because games back then, number one, there there wouldn't be like schedules would change on and the wh- fly. And when you say, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, back then we're talking turn of the century. We're talking the uh, anywhere from I mean, pretty much the first two decades of Auburn football. Uh, there, there would still be occasionally there would even be games. So we're like, saying we're talking like the 1890s, 1890s to and then the end 1900s, of the teens. Right. Into the teens. Like frequently, uh, sometimes in the uh, the early Donahue days, Auburn would open the, the season with a game against a group of Auburn alumni in Montgomery, part of like a, the Montgomery Athletic Club or something like that. And it was it was kind of basically a glorified exhibition type deal and just kind of some extra practice for the boys. Right. And but I mean that's a crazy thing right there too. And believe it or not, you know, during the whole of uh, the wilderness uh, the wilderness years, uh, the uh, the drought in the Iron Bowl uh, from 08 to uh, 48 or 9 or whatever it was. Uh, believe it or not, there was a game between the. Uh, I'll get to that later, but an alumni game. Really? Yeah. Little little known facts. Speaking of lost games, anyway. But occasionally there would be a games like that, or against a uh, a prep school that would not be counted. That you would see maybe a write up on. But if you look through Wikipedia or some of the old things, it's uh, not listed. But but, anyway. so, but, uh, but what's weird about it is that when you count it because it was a game i mean it was admission it was charged it was on a schedule kind of thing but then it just would disappear right but this one i'm about to get to was one that i it it makes no sense to me why this one is in in no record it's not in any books it's not in the big uh book on auburn history uh, that came out in like 54 or 55 or something like that it's not in any media guide 
Uh, I don't know. It's not even in. It's not even in the yearbooks. I have no idea why this didn't happen. But in 1900, Auburn played what may be now that I think about it, and and kind of it's a semantics issue defining how you, uh, I guess, how you define postseason. It possibly its first postseason game in 1900. Let me set the uh, the scene for P- you. Please here. do. All right. So this is the first year post Heisman. Heisman has been uh, stolen by Clemson, and Walter Riggs used to be here. Right. Uh, who brought he got Heisman here? Then he goes to Clemson to teach and to be their guy. Starts their football team. Brings. Uh, he decides Clemson needs to play. Start playing big boy football. Brings Heisman. Heisman does really well. Nineteen uh, nineteen hundred, and that's that's important. He does. He it's his Clemson's best season by far. He wins every game. I think he right. won six games. Only two of them were conference games. Auburn. Gets a guy named Billy Watkins, right? Sure. Or Walter, it was a Watkins. Okay. Not Billy Watkins. Billy uh, Walter Watkins or somebody Watkins. Coach Watkins. From Pr- Coach Watkins. From uh, He was a Princeton guy, <laughs> yes. right? So he comes and is uh, here for a year, and we go 4-0. and Thanks to uh, Heisman. They kept talking about, yep, the fitness of Heisman. His sure. uh, training has sure. lasted, and uh, Watkins is bringing that classic, just the basic solid Princeton ball kind of thing. And yeah. things are going good. A great season, right? Technically, in terms of wins and percentage, the best ever. And uh, and so there was talk early on, it's kind of or, or later in the season, about who is going to be the the champ who's going to be kind of like get to wear the uh, the crown yeah and which was always a debate every year even leading up through the teens right always okay. always a debate like because teams wouldn't play each other and then you do the whole transitive uh deal and sure. strength the schedule sure. and all this jazz yeah. yeah which which is still the case today in many you know oh yeah many times but just, um, just look at ucf so the biggest right, so the mean, biggest thing on. the biggest thing was uh whether it was going to be sawani which is part of the conference. Okay. Uh, Auburn, well, Suwannee was a big, Suwannee they, they, was they powerhouse. Were big. Absolutely, then. they were. Suwannee, Auburn, or Clemson. And Suwannee had like tied a game and yada yada, but they were Suwannee and they were just coming off this 1899 season where they won like 14 games in a row in like eight days. Something insane, right? Okay. And uh, and then Auburn, but of course Auburn wanted it because we'd beaten teams worse than Suwannee had and they had like lost a game or like tied a game. And then kind of gets confusing. And then Clemson, we'd played a couple of the same teams. Clemson played Bama beat them like 38 to 5 or something like that but we beat bama like 53 to 5 some god what a what a year Ugh. that in 18 in 1895 heisman's first year with the largest margins of victory uh tied we beat we beat him 48 to zip in his uh first year and then 53 <laughs> to a zip uh once they decided to start playing football again <laughs> anyway quote unquote football right so it was toward the in, in in the press at the end of the season. It was like okay, basically kind of like an Auburn Clemson kind of deal or Auburn Swanee. We could schedule the games because a lot of times games would get canceled and then a week later somehow we'd pick up another one with someone, right? Okay. And one of the issues that season was that our manager, who the football manager, who was the uh, the guy responsible for scheduling the games, uh, something happened in his life. He didn't come back to school. So all and, of a sudden we show did, up in September and we don't have a manager with games scheduled, right? How, and, and it always intrigues me because we think, oh, so the game got canceled. So they just picked up the phone and called around till they found somebody else. You, you have to keep in mind, like phones weren't really a big thing. Oh, this is all telegram. All telegram. Yeah, telegram. You got to you got to do that. And you you got to work the, the train schedules. And then you always try to somehow if you went on a big trip 
you schedule as many can. If we go to Nashville, you play the University of Nashville and Vanderbilt. You try to work in as many as you can, which sure. plays into another little fact about another. There were a lot of let's just say there were a lot of lost or forgotten football games this season. <laughs> okay, so that was a weird laugh. I apologize for that, Rich. <laughs> so. So Auburn is trying to schedule. I was going to say something. Auburn, <laughs> Auburn, it's starting to work. We're trying to schedule a game with Sewanee. Okay, They're like we're gonna we're gonna pay you back. We're better than you are this last year. Sure. This eighteen ninety nine fiasco. We we were robbed. Uh, it's payback time. Y'all are obviously we're coming aren't as for good. You. We're coming for you. We'll play anywhere. Kind of a deal. It's probably Montgomery, Birmingham. Let's get some people in the Columbus. Seats. Yeah, somewhere Atlanta, maybe if, if need be. And uh, Sewanee says no. Because uh, they were scared, even though Watkins and Suter, uh, Sewanee's coach, were old pals, right? They were Princeton buddies. They they knew each other, but they weren't. He, he they were they were scared, so they said no. Clemson was trying to get a game with Sewanee. Heisman wanted revenge. They said no. Clemson asks us to play a game, right? Well, maybe we'll just forget Sewanee. We'll like put them out of the equation, right? And we will do it. Sure, let's play a game. Well, when we we were asked by Riggs or Heisman or whatever, at the time. This whole postseason thing really wasn't. We were, we were trying to play Sewanee like during the season, kind of a thing, right? right? We were going to try to get a game with them. This whole postseason deal was this unexplored territory and concept. I mean, people did it, and a lot of teams up north would go, you know, football games through Christmas almost, a lot of, kind of like it is now. Yeah, even but like regular season kind of deals. And uh, but we didn't have permission. Everything had to be there. So many of these schools, Bama couldn't play off campus for a couple of years. Uh, Georgia Tech couldn't play in another city for because the administration was very like the boys don't need to be corrupted by these big city temptations and all this jazz, right? So the more things change, right? Exactly. The more they stay <laughs> right. the same. So we uh, what am I saying? So we. Um, we couldn't. Try, we couldn't agree to it. Trying Clemson, to ske- trying to schedule with Clemson. Clemson is asks us. We we can't. We say no. Can't make we, it work. We can't. We don't know. We we have to get permission for it. I got it. We eventually get permission. Let's do it, Clemson. At this point, Clemson's schedule wouldn't allow it. Right. So all of a sudden. So I think that is what led to this lost mystery game. Getting to the point. Right. It's not on any. Again, it's not on any schedule. It's not in any history book. But Auburn played a game. Christmas Day. Christmas Day? In Pensacola. You are kidding me. Our first game in Florida. Our first game outside of Tennessee and Georgia, I do believe. In Alabama, obviously. Right. Um, Against Fort Barrancas. I don't so, know if it's still there. Correct me if I'm mispronouncing it. I, I, I'm I'm not familiar with Fort Barrancas. Fort and camps would get their own teams together, right? Frequently, so this Fort is Benning, a, mili- this a military. This is a military. Thing would get their own teams. So they're they, playing the army. They would schedule games. Yeah, playing the army. I guess Fort Barrancas, right? And, and and sometimes newspapers weren't. You got to kind of take it with a grain of salt sometimes in terms of accuracy. Names will get messed up. Sure. Uh, sometimes, like a team will be like, oh, it's a like sometimes actual teams. It'll be the wrong team. We yeah. are. Uh, when I say we, Auburn was very often referred to as Alab- Alabama right, right. because we were the only real team playing football from the state of Alabama. Right. So we went when we played Georgia was, in Atlanta. We were very often referred to in the press it as was also often Alabama. billed as Alabama versus Georgia. Right. So somebody not in the know might see that and report it as oh well, the tide and. And the Bulldogs were right. going at it, kind of a deal. No, you're exactly right. Thank you for bringing that up. You're so welcome. I started going back I and pay checking, to you, and I'm Jeremy. like, no, wait, this is 
this is a real thing. There are details to this. So I'm just going to read this story, right? Okay. Uh, this was actually in the Pensacola, or I think the uh, the Montgomery, no, this was in the Pensacola News, okay? The Auburn College football team passed through Montgomery en route from Pensacola to Auburn yesterday morning, says the Montgomery Advertiser. So they advertise the reporters. Sure. They went to Pensacola to play the Fort Barrancas team, a game of football, and the latter team won by a technical score of 12 to 11. A so Barrancas score. gets the score at 12 to 11. How is Barrancas spelled? B A R R A N C A S. Okay. The latter team won by a technical score of 12 to 11, though the Auburn boys claimed that the score should have been 11 to 16 in Auburn's favor. How many, I mean, the injustice that we had to bear during this time. So, oh, oh yes, Rich. I'm just going to give you a little bit of an update. Give me an update. Fort Barrancas. Doesn't exist. Which was established in 1839. Okay. Um, was formerly Fort San Carlos de Barrancas from 1787. Is a United States military fort and national historic landmark. Uh, in the former Warrington area of Pensacola, Florida, it's located physically now within the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, which was developed around it at a later date. So this is some so historic. This, this is right yes. Here. So this is technically, if you go to the Naval Air Station, maybe to see the museum or whatever, the Naval Air Museum in Pensacola, you can see Fort Barrancas, where they technically beat Auburn. No, well, let's get to let's it get here. to that well, technicality te- there. You know, I would say in the record book, there is no record of this. Sure, thing, save for this. And of course, now that I know the way we were treated down there, I'm not sure I would want to visit that. Keep that in place. mind, this was the army. Right. The navy's taken over now. Sure. Okay. Good. Okay. Here, here. <laughs> listen to this. So the college <laughs> right. men were very much disgruntled. The college men, right, and said they felt that they were not treated right. Mister Cross of Yale was the referee. The men made the following explanation of the results. So this is uh, from Captain, this is our Captain Yarbrough. No, 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 Captain was Martin, but Yarbrough, no, this is my, excuse me, this is Captain Martin, Dan Martin, went on later okay. to uh, coach at uh, Ole Miss, I think, for a little bit. Okay. In the second half, when the score was 11-6 to 6 in favor of Auburn, the timekeeper, Mr. Bars of Harvard, called time. Now, Rich, if we know one thing about Harvard, it's that they know how to keep time. Oh, sure they do. They are known for their clocks. I mean, that's when you think Harvard, you think time. That is what I think of. Sure. When the referee objected and told the boys to keep continue playing. Wait. This happened all the time. You would not believe how many games were like screwed up because people walked off the field because the timekeeper, who was meant, that's his job, right? right. He's paying attention only to the watch in his pocket, yes. says, time. The game's over, blow the whistle, game's up. And then for somebody to be like, no, it's not. Keep playing. No, remember, we agree. We got to leave at this point because of the train. No, keep playing. You would not believe. It was just the Wild West. It's like soccer. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you are so wise. <laughs> but I mean, seriously. That's exactly what it is. Right. We have no idea when a soccer game will actually end. It's right. Pure. Oh, the clock says zero, but we're going to keep playing know, for a little exactly. bit. Because, yeah. because we don't like the where the game is. Like, no, this is a good one. Let's keep going. <laughs> right. Okay. So. <laughs> So, yeah, Mr. Bars of uh, or the Yale dude is apparently liking this game. So when the referee objected and told the boys to continue playing. In the meantime, the Auburn team, obeying the timekeeper's remarks, had walked off the field. So, Auburn, the- so Auburn 
won the game 11 to 6. We win the game. Left the field because the game was over. Right. The ref says, "Hey, uh army guys keep playing." Sure. We don't have anybody down there to cheer, you know, the students aren't down there. It's right. Christmas Day in Florida. Nobody's down there for us to like linger around on the field. The crowd was not probably that large. It was at I and I found another story. You know where this game was played? Where is that? It was at According to this thing, and so this is a double check, double confirmation. On Christmas Eve, the Pensacola News, Auburn, Alabama College 11 arrived yesterday afternoon and will play a game of football at Palmetto Beach tomorrow. Palmetto Beach with the Fort Brunkus 11. Are we playing sandball? What is this? This is awesome. Anyway, the but I think, let me, let me just go ahead and bounce sure. back here. Sure. I think that the reason we get this game is because we had – received permission to play a postseason game and somebody probably had all the Auburn boys would kind of go off to forts and stuff, you know, all the time. And so-and-so was a captain now and all this jazz. Sure. So I'm thinking somebody says, Hey, you guys are going to play. Well, no, Clemson can't do it now. Well, we've already got permission. We were already, you know, pumped to play on Christmas day, a, a, a reward for the boys and all their hard work. We're going to get some watches. And, uh, and then they decide that, uh, well, let's go ahead and play this one. Right? Okay. This one, we got we got to let's call up somebody else. How about these Barrancas? Florida's a fun place. Let's go down to the beach. That's the only thing I can think of. But there's nothing about this in the orange and blue, like the old, you know, the paper. There's nothing about this uh, that I can find uh, really anywhere other than the result. Nothing about the game being scheduled and everything. But let, so let me go back because we still have some details about this. All right, please. So in the meantime, the Auburn team, obeying the timekeeper's remarks, had walked off the field. You can tell I'm upset. One of the Pensacola 11, seeing the ball in the center of the field and heeding the referee's command and not heeding the timekeeper's remarks, picked the ball up from the ground and scored a touchdown. The referee gave the game to Pensacola. Oh. So nobody's there. He just picks up the ball. Doesn't even snap the ball. Mind just you. picks up the ball and walks over right, to the end right. zone. Doesn't even snap it. Hey, I I walked over the end. That's a touchdown, right? Right. What kind of backyard shenanigans is this? And it's on the beach. He may have just like a, drawn a line in the sand. Hey, hey, I just made a touchdown. Right. Right. This is ridiculous. The timekeeper claimed that the second half was ended and, of course, called time. The ball at this period of the game was in no immediate danger of the Auburn line, and it is very probable that if the game had been continued, the Pensacola 11 could not have scored. Now, of course, why had the Pensacola 11, this ragtag group of uh, whatever they are, like corporals or scrubs? Who knows? What's a low thing in the Army? Oh, private. Privates, that's what they are, the privates. Uh, During the game, why did did they even do that well? Because this is a good team, right? During the game, Auburn, I mean. During the game, Captain Martin of the Auburn 11 met with a painful, though not serious accident. Sounds pretty serious. Well, in a scrimmage. He fell on his arm, breaking it near the elbow. Holy cow! That's not that bad. <laughs> it broke. Good grief! It's, this it's accident, just a flesh wound. <laughs> this accident happened in the first half, and the boys assert that if the accident had not befallen them, the Pensacola 11 would never have scored, as Martin was playing a superb game. Everything. So, obviously, we Good were beset grief. by misfortune. That's the reason they even play, or, or even doing well, and then the referee just lets them pick up the ball, walk across a clear, sandy field. Once again. And, quote-unquote, score a, quote-unquote, touchdown. Once again, Auburn, trying to do the right thing. Exactly. Trying to be the bigger person. Exactly. Gets walked all over and unappreciated. Yeah. 
It was always thus. And, I, and thus it will probably always why be. Why this game? Why? I mean, I mean, obviously I could see Auburn it, maybe not wanting to is remember it, be, it because. Is it because it's not another school? No, but see, think, no, because we had played. We would play like teams like that. It's other, possible. Now, that that is possible, but we would later play teams that weren't actually colleges. We would play uh, prep school, Gordon uh, Institute. We would okay. play uh, Fort. Later In later years, we played Forts, uh, especially in the World War I right. uh, era. We sure. would play Fort teams, and, and it would count, and it was part of the schedule. And I'm sure it wasn't a conference game or anything, but it would. they were in the – Whatever the yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, Georgia's uh, coach Cunningham after World War II, when he left or World War One, when he left Georgia, he went and coached a, a Fort team and had him so good he was actually trying to get inclusion into the uh, the conference, the SIAA. Can I tell you what I think this all teaches us? <sighs> I, I hope it teaches uh, two me something. things. Two things. Number one, look out for number one. Yeah. And number two, when you go to the beach. Just go to the beach, man. <laughs> just, just go to just go to the sure. beach. Forget about sure. business sure. or playing. Karate games, Kid just taught us get, that. Dude, just go to the beach. Yeah. Don't pick up that soccer ball, just, Daniel. It's only going to get you in trouble. That's exactly right. It's pronounced Jordan. Jeremy Henderson with thewargoreader.com. I'm Rich Perkins with a ride in the Jeep.com. Catch us Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Central Time on Wings 94.3. You can listen online at wingsfm.com. Another episode of It's Pronounced Jordan in the Books. War Eagle, Jeremy. War Eagle, Rich.